Following the following is a presentation of KSL Sports. First and 12. A total roundup of this weekend's BYU football and the new look Big 12 Conference. First and 12 is sponsored by Macy's Grocery Store. Your hosts are Mitch Harper and Alex Keery on KSL News Radio and the KSL Sports Zone. Big thanks to Macy's for getting on board with first and 12, second iteration here of the show. Every single Sunday, talking Big 12 football, Mitch Harper, Alex Keery. What a weekend it was in the Big 12. I mean, even former presidents and presidential candidates were on campuses in, in Ames. Got to show Donald up in Iowa. Donald Trump was there for you Iowa, Iowa State. You know how it is politically. You got to show up in Iowa, and it's like, I don't know anything about these guys, but boy, do I love American football. <laughs> don't you love when the candidates show up? Great team you have here. Come on. Let's get a swing of vote. Show it up to a college <laughs> football game. Hey, Big 12 fans, they are loyal, so uh, that maybe that could sway some people, I guess. I'm, uh, almost, I'm almost fearing this next part, Mitch, just because, again, a little bit of a victory lap for you. It's also a little bit of a told-you-so moment, and I'm okay with it. Listen, I was born in Austin, Mitch, so bring it on. Whatever it is you're going to try to do with our power rankings, our weekly power rankings. And we decide on them. Yes. And I wasn't going to disagree with number one, but we'll see what you think of uh, one through 12 or one through 14 in the Big 12 in our power rankings. The Big 12 Power Rankings Big Board. A weekly rank of all 12 programs from the elite to the bottom dwellers. The elite this week, no surprise, number one, Texas Longhorns. Getting that big win in Tuscaloosa I'm against Alabama. I'm didn't call it T-Town this time, <laughs> brother. They, Texas might be the number one team in the country right now, honestly. There's a case to be made. Interesting to see. I mean, the end of our show is when, the, uh, is when, the, is when that uh, AP poll comes out. Mm-hmm. So when it happens, I guess we'll all kind of see. But you, you threw it out first hour. Give them that number one spot. They have the best uh, win. And look, anybody who beats anybody who beats Alabama in Tuscaloosa, the last team to do that, by the way, I think there was a non-conference game. Wasn't it like it was uh, L.A. Monroe? It was. It was. Yeah, Louisiana was, Monroe. Louisiana Monroe. La Monroe <laughs> rolls in, and they and they and they get the win in 07. That was the last non-conference loss in Tuscaloosa. Uh, that Alabama's taken on, but I, it, it's two things. I don't know if Alabama's where they have been sure. in the past, and Texas is in a place they haven't been in a long, long time, thanks to Sark. And I think that the pollsters should reward teams that actually go on the road, true non-conference mm-hmm. road games. Reward that. If you get a big win, that deserves to be rewarded because it's great for college football. I know the Big 12 is going to be facing some difficulties of you know getting home and homes with some teams. They They already get lined up games with – you know, Kansas State had Missouri, and yes. there, there's been some games, but they're in the future as things shift more to the the oxygen of college football being sent around the SEC and Big Ten. Uh, you know, when you do get those chances to have a home and home, and you do win, capitalize, reward it, and I think that Texas deserves to be rewarded. I would put them as the number one team in the AP Top Twenty Five. Uh, K State, your number two, and I think an easy number two as well because uh, you know it's interesting. Will Howard, and I know they're playing Troy, but Kansas State takes care of business. I mean, that's a that that is going to be the game probably of the year if Kansas State can kind of not do their usual and get a weird loss in conference or or, or rolling up to a conference play, but. Texas and Kansas State, man, that, that is going to be a game. And the, the Wildcats are what they are there at, at two. They deserve to be right there, uh, right behind Texas. Oklahoma at three. 
man, I mean, they're just it's a it's a pretty potent offense, Mitch. They're they're showing up and they're doing it. Dylan Gabriel, something else, isn't he? He is. In, in the fourth quarter, they really turned it on against future ACC team SMU. It was fourteen to eleven, and it was looking like maybe there's a there's an upset brewing against SMU, but. Dylan Gabriel turned it on at a moment's notice. They kind of bend but don't break defense, though. And I feel like, you know, I'm kind of a little leery put at keeping them at three. I, I was tempted to put them a little lower because I am not sold on that defense at all. And I feel like in Big 12 play it will get exposed. But the offense is explosive. They could turn it on whenever Oklahoma, for now, at three. You and I both deciding uh, on this one how difficult that win for UCF was to go to Boise and win on a last-second field goal. You don't run it up on Boise State, but what you do is you show up in a place where it's difficult to win, a place where you don't play ever, uh, a long, 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 long road trip. Uh, and that's why they jumped TCU, I think. It's not that Nickel State and the performance that the TCU had was like an embarrassment or anything, but it took them a minute to get going. Nice rebound for them. They're still 1-1 one one, uh, after that first uh, that first week loss to Colorado, but I think that they're fine at 5, just right where they should be. And, and Plumlee, too, going back to UCF, he needs to take care of the football. Two interceptions for him. That, that can't happen in league play, so something to monitor there. That's always been maybe a, a conversation piece about turnovers with him. But if he takes care of the football, UCF has dynamite speed, some of the best in the conference, and it stands out. In that Boise, like I said, it's always a tough spot. Kansas making the jump to six for you. I mean, really a nice performance for them. They almost tried to tear the goalpost down, but uh, win for Illinois. They're two and zero, which is weird too because Texas Tech right behind them is zero and two. Interesting pick for that to go to seven, but I think it's the right place. And I think Texas Tech again when you talk about rewarding tough schedules, they play Oregon, they go to at Wyoming. That's not easy, and I could still see you know them getting hot and reeling off some wins in this league, but. For now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm buying the upside still a little bit. I'm still willing to buy into Joey McGuire and this team's potential, so we're keeping Texas Tech at 7. we got Oklahoma State at 8. Number 9, Cincinnati, who's been a mover and a shaker since we started this show. Interestingly enough, too, I think that we had them, everybody had them kind of behind BYU yeah. because it was like, hey, you know what? Houston and Cincinnati are not where BYU is yet. Uh, I think Cincinnati is showing that they have a really powerful offense, and they're probably ahead of the game, and all you're going to do is get better week to week. Instead of kind of making a slow start like BYU had, where we have BYU again, I think they're they were at ten last week. Yes. They're at ten again this week. They are, and I think that's fair. Uh, you know, you would have liked to have seen some movement because had they been dominant against Sam Houston in Southern Utah for a full sixty minutes, we'd maybe have them at you know seven six range, maybe where Kansas is at. But still, you got to factor in the opponents. BYU, it's going to be. The, the j- potential jump will come this week at Arkansas. Don't say we didn't respect Neil Brown at some point this season. That's right. The West Virginia Mountaineers going in, getting a win against Duquesne at home, their first uh, home win of the season. And, and really, the teams that are behind them are victims of being bad enough to be put behind West Virginia. But, hey, 56-point output for uh, Neil Brown and his guys. And West Virginia is one of those teams that people are just waiting to fall off. And you know what? We'll keep putting them up there as long as other teams behind them keep looking like garbage. I kind of like Garrett Green, too, at quarterback. You know, they they lean into the run-heavy attack, but he had 240 yards through the air, four touchdowns. I just feel like there's a little bit of an identity with Green, and they're going to knock someone off in this conference. They're, they're going to be pulling some upsets, I believe. I would not be surprised if West Virginia somehow snuck into a bowl game this year. I do like their offensive personnel. I think it's the front seven on defense where there's real concerns. When they face someone that's a lot more physical than them, that's where they're going to face problems. But explosive yesterday best against output, Duquesne. Best output in the conference, by the way. It's 620 yards of offense. 
great, great day for West Virginia. That just those that's what you want when you face FCS teams. Just mm-hmm. that kind of proof of concept that when you are clicking, it's it's at a high level. Number twelve trending down after a big win in Week One. The Houston Cougars they lose to crosstown rival. Rice in double overtime. Not a good look for Dana Holgerson. No, and, uh, you know, at some point, everyone's going to be talking about a hot seat for uh, for Holgerson. Uh, it's a little early, but, it you is. know, uh, and, and Houston's in a in a place where they need a guy who's got that type of coaching experience. I think it's nice to have him there. It's fine for now. At what point? I mean, they certainly aren't going to start calling for his head uh, nearly like the other programs across the Big 12 do. But, yeah, I think they're right, at, right there at 12. We're putting Baylor at 13 with the loss against Utah – but they hung in there, and frankly, uh, Utah, I mean, just like snatched victory from the jaws of uh, of absolute a loss that was looking at them in the face. Because, uh, but they were able to come back, get that get that look. I will say the bounce back was real this week, so you're not going to put them all the way at 14, which I agree with. But uh, boy, Dave Aranda, they've got some issues. They've got to solve some things. I do think that their offense started to figure some things out. Their defense did look a lot more solid. Uh, but they're going to have to once conference play comes around, they're going to have to figure things out down there in Waco. Dead last, number 14, Iowa State. Tough loss against Iowa, a rival. They've always lost to them historically. I know last year they was an exception, but just so many questions with their personnel, with the gambling scandal. Maybe they get Hunter Deckers back, but I just I can't put Iowa State any higher than 14 right now because they were getting dominated by Iowa. It was a <laughs> blowout, and they made it a little bit closer at the end with the, the final score, but when you kind of look at that box score, Iowa handled them. They were never under pressure from Iowa State, and, and that's real concerning. Matt Campbell said that coming into the year they had a young team. That youth is showing itself right now. Our program brought to you by Macy's Grocery Store. First and 12 welcomes them on board. Get the freshest fruits, vegetables from your local farms and your favorite local brands. Macy's Happy Shopping. We will come back. When we do, uh, second, second hour, second segment of the second hour, we've got some sound to break down here for you uh, all across the conference. I know that it's not – I know he's not a Big 12 guy but do you want to sneak in some Coach Prime? I don't know. Just do to, you believe? Uh, come on. Do you believe now? I don't know. Let's uh, take the break. We'll come back. Our Big 12 Sound Roundup next right here. 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone and KSL News Radio. Big 12 Sound Roundup. Check one, two. The best bites, cheap shots, and excuses from Saturday's postgame news conferences. First and 12 right here. KSL News Radio. 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone on your Sunday. Thanks for being with us. Mitch Harper, Alex Keery. These aren't getting to be long weekends for you, Mitch, are they? Come on. No, not it's at our, all. It's our gig, man. We hey, have a good time, though. You're going to hit the road for Arkansas. We'll chat about that in just a little while uh, coming up in our What to Expect segment. But, uh, yes, the sound from all across uh, the Big 12 for this one for our sound roundup as we get you going here. All brought to you by the folks at Macy's. Happy shopping. And thanks for coming on board, Macy's. We appreciate that. Uh, you can download the First and 12 podcast wherever you find fine podcasts that are curated for you, either on the KSL News Radio page or also on the on the KSL Sports Zone page as well, or on the KSL Sports app or on the KSL News Radio app. Did I get them all? There's you got probably, them all. There's probably There's a lot. <laughs> there's probably a lot more to get to. <laughs> Let's kick things off, though, of course. Uh, Dave Aranda, uh, the softest-spoken coach on the planet, uh, and especially so after a loss to Utah when they had that thing basically led from start to finish, and they frankly looked like the better team, at least until that last few minutes of the fourth quarter. Here's the head coach of Baylor, Dave Arand, on the loss to Utah. You know, just disappointed with the outcome, uh, proud of the effort. You, uh, you, know, you look at just the start of the game and just the energy and the edge 
that was displayed in the game is really what we want and what we really work towards. You know, we talk about energy, edge, and execution. And I thought the energy part, we had it. I thought we started fast. I thought we uh, were playing with a chip on our shoulder and we were playing confident and uh, we were playing to win. I thought the execution, even in the first half, was spotty. It, it's, you know, there was two steps forward, there was one step back. Uh, but I thought the crowd and just the whole thing, probably the heat too, I thought was an aid to try to kind of cover some of up, cover up some of our inefficiency with execution. I thought in the, the second half, you know, the, the lack of execution was exposed. Dave Aranda, another disappointing loss. At least this one they showed up, right? I mean, I don't know if the crowd showed up for game one or for game the two. The Heat but- did, though, based on some of the footage from our our, our Utah coverage on the KSL Sports feed. There was well, it was some humid lenses down out on that thing. <laughs> I'll tell you what else happened. Uh, that defense for Utah, they had to be on the on the field quite a bit in that first half, and it showed. And that is a tough. I mean, the heat is they've had heat advisories across Texas basically the entirety of uh, of the summer. And so how'd you do it, man? Remember, I, I just I don't understand. It wasn't like this when I was a kid. No, honestly, like remember we went down for Big 12 Media Day? It was scorching. and it was 106 every dang day, and they're all if you're in your Uber, go straight from your Uber. Run into the building. <laughs> I felt I was dressed up at Big 12 Media Day, and then everyone's dressed out of the Righteous Gemstone set. I'm like, how are you doing this? It's 112 outside. They're all, get me my second Rolex. <laughs> I can look good out here. Uh, next up on the uh, on the uh, sound roundup here in the Big 12, we'll play some Steve Sarkeesian post-game in, their, in their, uh, their W down there in Alabama. Huge program win. I'd say maybe the biggest program win. Dare I say since 2005 in the Natty? That's a good point. Is that crazy for it me to say that? You might be right, though. Uh, Alabama uh, taking the L at home. Here's what Sark said after the game. Well, I mean, I think the biggest thing was I told the players just to trust me. We were going to be aggressive in everything that we did, and I had to back up what I preached if I wanted them to play that way, too. Hey, just trust me, kids. I'm going to be, I'm, it's going to be just fine if you trust old Sark here. Uh, I think that that's fair, though, because I'll admit my first reaction when they fired Tom Herman a few years ago and went with Sark. I said, is that really an upgrade? I mean, Herman would always got his teams up for bowl games. They just had those head-scratching. And they How do you lose the trigger. Maryland? They pull the trigger so quick on firing those guys because yeah. they'll go, we'll just pay them out. It's fine. I mean, five seconds ago we were talking about Sark being on the hot seat. And, frankly, what was the what was the caveat? If you don't win the Big 12, you're gone, dude. Yes. And you know what? We're not even in conference play yet. We're always going to make him number one, man. <laughs> it's like, I'm telling you, that is a recipe for this guy losing his job by the end of the year because everybody goes, remember when you guys were supposed to be number one at the beginning of the year? It's like, come on, man. The expectations for these guys. Uh, but it is Texas. I don't know if you know this, uh, Mitch, but they have money. They've uh, they mentioned have a that. a lot of money. <laughs> uh, finally. On our uh, sound roundup here, I told you I was going to sneak it in. No, I've got a couple more. I'll get you a BYU one, but I did have to sneak in to Coach Prime. They're mentally tough. I mean, we, we look for the smart, tough, fast, and disciplined young men to fill our locker room and our rosters, and the majority of them feature uh, several of those characteristics. I'm proud of them that they, they don't tire. You know, they don't have a pity party. You know, a coach hates to hear the word, my bad, on the sideline. You hate hearing that. But – they're, they're really upset when they know it's their fault and they made a, a tremendous mistake to allow that team another possession. But they're getting it. I mean, they're getting it. It's only our second game in, but they're getting closer and closer with every day of practice and, and every game. What's crazy is they're going to move up again in the polls, right? They, uh, 
I mean, I didn't bring this up. Last week you had him at, uh, uh, in the top 15, mm-hmm. and I was like, Mitch Harper's crazy. When they went to 22, I was like, whew. But you know what? Why not put him in the top 15? Hey, you put Texas at one. Why don't, why don't you just yeah. put Colorado at two, buddy? Colorado, they, they, they look good. the biggest wins of the year so far. Man, how bad's Nebraska? Old Big 12 member. They are just a mess. Will Matt Rule get it right? I mean, he's always been a builder, but. I'm so sad, too, because that that rivalry is as good as any, Gosh, especially regionally here. You didn't get something with Colorado and Nebraska were something different because they weren't Texas schools. They weren't Pacific. They weren't Pac-10 yeah. schools back in the day. And those teams, like when you, it's like, dude, look at these guys line up. And they took pride and it was national championship, uh, you know, Nebraska against a national champion, you know, Colorado fighting, uh, fighting it out. And uh, boy, I hope they do though, just because Nebraska, the black shirts are just, it's such a classic. It's a blue blood program. Yeah. When, when, when are they not supposed to come back? So, there, there's there's always that for me where I go I don't know I don't know what these guys are gonna do I don't know what it's supposed to be, uh or, or what we're supposed to expect on on this but I but I do wonder also if if Prime how long you can keep this going Mitch the whole we're the underdog thing he did it again this week how on earth are we supposed to and uh, when does it end like at what point do you go I, okay uh do you believe him or whatever it is that they're talking about I don't it's not about whether or not you believe him. Uh, I just wonder if this is just it, it's too much for me. I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of over the we got disrespected again this week. No, you didn't. You got put in the polls, man. Yeah. And so when you see guys do that, I, I just get I get grumpy about the idea of of uh, every week having to see Colorado going. People don't take it seriously. It's like, dude, we've been hearing we've been having to hear this since, since play or since game one. And there you go. All right, big plays for BYU. Something they didn't have. In week one against Sam Houston and uh, Kalani Satake talking about how they got those big plays. I think it's just really everybody just doing their job, and then the big plays happen. It's unfortunate we had the same mistake happen with an ineligible receiver uh, touching the ball, and that was a loss down. And that, that's just a formation. I believe it was our running back covered up um, Chase, and that's as simple as taking a step back. So the fact that we did that two weeks in a row doesn't make me happy. That's I'm the head coach. I, I got to figure that out. All of our big sound roundup, our Big Twelve uh, sound roundup, brought to you by Macy's Grocery Store, the fastest or the freshest fruits and vegetables from local farms and your favorite local brands. Macy's Happy Shopping. When we come back, we got to peek into the four corners. Local teams here. We just talked about Colorado. We've mentioned a little bit about Utah, but what these other teams who are coming to the Big Twelve have done this uh, past weekend. More to go right here. It is first and twelve. KSL News Radio, the KSL Sports Zone, right here on a Sunday. Thanks for being with us. The week ahead. Matchups that have us the most excited about the week to come in the Big 12. Welcome back. It is first and 12. It's our final segment here as we get you ready for week three of college football season. Can you believe that? I mean, we do this every year. We do this every year, and we're amazed every year. (laughs) Uh, It's week three this week, and then suddenly we'll sneeze, and it'll be week seven, and then we'll sneeze again, and it'll be... Uh, you know, the season will be over. So that's how things kind of work uh, with this one. And so a lot to cover. Thanks for being with the program here. We want to thank our sponsors, Macy's, here on First and 12. Macy's Grocery Store, happy shopping. Mitch uh, Mitch Harper, Alex Keery, we are going to be here every week doing this thing. First and 12, the second iteration of it. And you can always download the podcast wherever fine podcasts are found, on the KSL Sports Zone page, on the KSL News Radio page, and on both the KSL News Radio app and on the KSL Sports app as well. All right. Uh, Mitch, 
the matchups that uh, look really amazing for you. We've got our first Big 12 matchup of the entire season. Actual conference play starts up at least for uh, a couple of teams next week. TCU at Houston, and it's going to be 6 p.m. on Fox. And, you know, that's the type of stage Brett Yormark talks, talks about when you get these big games that have some historical value because it's a big deal for Houston to have their first Big 12 game. Network Fox is going to televise it. So first Big 12 Conference game of the year. I'm very intrigued by that one. You know, TCU goes on the road for the first time. Does Houston bounce back? That's a good game in the nightcap in the Big 12 Conference. Kicking things off, though, early next week with a couple of 10 a.m. games. Kansas State taking on an SEC power. (laughs) Mizzou Tigers. And, And Mizzou, first time they've sold out their stadium in a couple years, and they had to bring in a Big 12 team to do it. Kansas State fans are going to bring a big contingent. They're 2-0 against the 2-0 Kansas State Wildcats. Long Island University headed to Baylor. Maybe that'll be the first win for the uh, for the Baylor Bears down there at McLean Stadium. If you don't win that one, Baylor, yikes. Oh, <laughs> even even uh, Chip and Joanna might give up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, extra bonus points if you know what Long Island University's uh, mascot is. Isn't it a shark? I, I have I no hope, idea. I, it is a shark, dude. It's like a junior high. Oh, I love it. Uh, Shanghai Sharks, Jimmer. <laughs> Let's go. Iowa uh, traveling to Iowa State. Uh, the Cyclones uh, one and one on the season, of course. No, sorry, that one's going to be at uh, at the Bobcats. So yes, Ohio, Athens between hey. the. Mac Hedges. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't even say it without laughing over again. Uh, an in-state uh, battle between Oklahoma and Tulsa. That one's going to be in Tulsa as well. I've been at that stadium. It is nothing to write home well, about. You've but, been to Skelly? Oh, yeah. And look, I told you, i got a family member who played at UTEP. We had to make That's that. Right. It was close enough to DFW that we'd make the drive up. It was actually closer than El Paso itself. So Oklahoma and Tulsa in Tulsa. UCF has a game again at the bounce house. They go against Villanova, so it should be another nice breather before Big 12 play. And then Cincinnati, long-time rivalry against Miami, Ohio. I didn't realize this. They've played 125 times, these two teams. Are you kidding? I, I had I no shocked. idea. They play every year. It, the only time they didn't was COVID. Uh, Cincinnati, Miami, Ohio, and Bearcats looking to go to 3-0. and Oklahoma State takes on South Alabama. South Alabama won 11 games last year. They're not as, I don't think, as good this year. They had some losses in the transfer portal, but... Important game for Mike Gundy and his squad. Uh, Texas Tech is 0-2 so far this year. In comes Tarleton State, who is no laughing matter in FCS. Tarleton is actually a pretty decent program there. Obviously, uh, they're licking their wounds on these last two games. I would anticipate they probably blow up and blow out uh, Tarleton, uh, uh, Tarleton State there in uh, in Lubbock. BYU traveling, of course, to Fayetteville, Arkansas. So is Mitch Harper, man. That's right. Next week. That's an exciting one. That's an SEC place you've probably never been to before. Never been. I I, I think it'll probably be the last time we see BYU at an SEC venue for a while, you'd think, right? I mean, it's the, their next non-conference road trip is going to be Wyoming next year. That's not SEC country. And Texas Tech knows the, the challenges of going to – 7,000 feet, so a unique chance to go to SEC country for maybe the, the final time for the foreseeable future. Uh, this is what, the backyard brawl? Is that what we call That's this right. one? West Virginia and Pitt taking on one another there in Morgantown. That's going to be a decent game there. If they, if you could beat Pitt, I mean, they get them at home, which is nice, but West Virginia could uh, move into the single digits possibly on yep. our power board, man, depending on how everybody and, else does. And if they go 2-1 and one in non-conference play with a non-conference that has Penn State and Pitt, that's that's not bad for, for Neil Brown, who's on the hot seat. Texas hosts Wyoming on, was this going to be the last game on the Longhorn Network in the Big 12 era? May she rest. <laughs> They're going to host the Cowboys. And then the late night game, Kansas at Nevada. Kansas going for a 3-0 and start in 
What, what's that stadium called? BYU knows the. Have you been to Reno? It's McKay Stadium. That's right, <laughs> McKay Stadium. Gosh, my goodness. Oh, that's not one you. You've been right, to that really. one, haven't yes, you? Yes, I have. Yeah. Uh, did we mention TCU in Houston? Then did you? Already we did. Think? Okay, yeah, so we opened that. So on the that opening. one. I think that one is actually probably when I look. Uh, Forward to that's a nice little matchup that could become a rivalry game, and that might be one that if TCU is going to have a game in Texas that they kind of sign up for a lot, uh, and if it's not going to be Baylor necessarily, Houston could one that they could uh, attach themselves to uh, as well going forward. Okay, Mitch, uh, there's our breakdown there. Great stuff again. First and twelve, another one in the books, man. I'm so dang excited for this uh, show because. It makes us have to kind of look around the entire conference, and if you want to get the best breakdown of all the teams that BYU is going to end up playing at some point, you get to know these names through the season. So uh, I encourage anybody who's never who's never heard the podcast say, "Hey, if you know if you want to know about all these teams that BYU's taking on in the Big Twelve uh, this year, and who and who the Utes are going to be playing next year uh, in the Big Twelve as well as they get into this thing, you got to dip into first and twelve. We'd love that people listen, man. I Absolutely, and they can go subscribe on kslsports.com, and we'll have columns and content throughout the week and our power rankings too a lot of uh, engagement on email and, and dms about our power rankings last week that's all up on kslsports.com so we'll talk to you next week on first and 12 and you can also if you missed any part of today's show listen again three to five it's a replay here on ksl news radio so talk to you next week here on first and 12